This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 406 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Boy. Boys? Boys. Oi. <laughs> like, oi. Get over here. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, you're rocking down to Electric Avenue. I got it. Uh <laughs> And the experts, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagan. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd. Podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news to discuss, including, finally, our first look at Resident Evil Netflix TV show. And then, we've got our review of the latest from Disney Plus and the MCU, Moon Knight. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Marcellus Reagans, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We are in the middle of May, which means that summer movie season is starting, which means that it's sequel palooza. So uh, it's all about rewatching now. We did uh, Sonic for Sonic 2. We had Doctor Strange last week. We got... Downton Abbey coming up this week, or at least I have it. Fuck both of you guys. Uh, and then we have show Abby how it's done downtown. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we got Top Gun coming up too. So it's all about the sequels for me. Don't forget, wow, we're all about men too. <laughs> I thought that isn't that it penciled in? It's not like inked in, right? It's not. We're not definitely. I, do- I, I just heard you were all about men. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm definitely not doing men anytime soon. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to fit that into the schedule, but I'm probably going to end up seeing it anyway. So, and, and all the jokes about how much we love men. I was going to say, and you, men. I know you like to fit men in your schedule. Come on. Come on. <laughs> That's right. right? Just got just to meet up with men somewhere dark. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, how are you? I am not doing any men. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> Men's plural. I, I'm good. I passed my Security Plus certification, which is fucking hard. I passed by one point. And you know what? I don't even care. That's right. A win is a win. A pass is a pass. That's all that matters. That fucking right. test is so hard. I have not talked to one person that has not said that that test is hard. It's beat my dick into the ground hard. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You know who doesn't want to hear about dicks getting beaten to the ground? <laughs> men. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, men beating dicks, Joey, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm beating it raw right now. I'm a mess again this week. I'm sorry, guys. I am an absolute disaster today. 
So uh, we've talked about on the show, I have a million trillion action figures. Um, I only have one glass case set up. I'm working on getting a second glass case. I have to have the same one because they have to match. And that means I have to go to Ikea to get it. And Ikea is kind of far away for us. It's like an hour and a half in each direction. So that's like a time investment to go down there and spend $80. It's like basically saying, I don't want to do anything Saturday except drive to Ikea, buy a glass case and drive back. So it hasn't happened yet. So I have just an ungodly pile of unopened action figures in my room. And since we installed the air conditioners yesterday, the door to my room was open when I was sleeping. And I think the cat went in there at like four in the morning and just fucking knocked everything. <laughs> over. It sounded like the world was ending. I jumped out of bed and I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. I, I I, and you know you're dead asleep, so like you have no idea what's going on. And then I just I turn on the light, and the fucking boxes are just everywhere. And and I'm just standing there like confused. And my wife came in, and she's like, "What is going on in here?" And I was like, "Something fell." <laughs> <laughs> and that was the best I could do. But yeah, I've been up since uh, four o'clock this morning because of uh, action figures falling all over the floor. Thankfully, I open everything, so I'm not worried about the boxes. But uh, yeah, it's been a rough day. I got a long night ahead of us, too. So enough about us and our tiredness and our action figures and men. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Was Your Podcast. All right, so everybody can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. Uh, You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, You can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. That's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you will receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. It's my favorite part of that whole thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, we've got news to discuss. It is time to drop the drop and let us talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, we got a teaser for a show that we kind of mentioned before on the show, something that we were 
may be excited for when they announced it. Uh, we got some footage of the new Resident Evil TV show that's coming to Netflix. Uh, it will be dropping this summer. Uh, they didn't really explain a lot. It was mostly visuals, but uh, after the amazing success of the Resident Evil movie uh, that hit theaters a little while ago, uh, I think it's time for some more Resident Evil on the screens. So uh, yeah, let's go around the room. What did we think of the Resident Evil teaser trailer that's coming to Netflix this summer? Let's start with Aubrey. Fucking stupid. I don't even want to see it. What? What? No. And they never do a good job with anything Resident Evil. There is never a good Resident Evil. You can't even really make something and say, hey, this is Resident Evil, because Resident Evil doesn't exactly have a congruent storyline. Like, it's it's a different game each time. I mean, there's some backstory to it. But, I mean, how are you going to make it a TV show and say this is a Resident Evil TV show when there's really no storyline to base it off of it just seems fucking stupid all right all right that's and that's one take uh joey what about you man how do you feel about this teaser trailer well i mean based on the amazing success of the resident evil franchise right in live action right what can go wrong how right? can <laughs> how can we not be excited you know <laughs> Um, we've talked about this on the show before. I'm a huge uh, Resident Evil fan. Uh, the games, up until a point, are my favorites. Some of I, I want to say Part 2, PlayStation 1, in my top five games of all time. Love it. I love it. Uh, it is Live action has never been kind to Resident Evil. Um, Aubrey, you remember the original game on PlayStation, right? Yes. Do you remember the horrible uh, full motion video intro? Yes. The girl playing Jill in that was legitimately pulled off the street in Japan because she was white and spoke English. <laughs> it sounds like they're like it sounds like when you get warned to like not be human trafficked when someone's like, "Hey, do you want to be in a movie?" Hey, <laughs> but it's they about legitimately on par with Resident Evil live action. Just right, they were just pulling people off the street, or like some guy that some other guy that worked there knew that was white and spoke English. <laughs> like, so it's not exactly a, a stellar record here for these movies, but I, I think I've given up at this point. It's it's beyond being mad, you know. Like, I mean, could this possibly be worse than Resident Evil, Resident Evil colon Apocalypse, Resident Evil colon Extinction, Resident Evil colon Afterlife? Resident Evil colon Retribution or Resident Evil colon The Final Chapter or Resident Evil colon Welcome to Raccoon City. Like, oh. At this point, it's just battered wives syndrome for me to go back and keep watching this shit. So the idea that, oh, it doesn't look like the game or it doesn't look like the, the characters from the games, like who gives a shit at this point? <laughs> if it's going to be a serviceable television show that has some action and some zombies in it. We'll take it. <laughs> I thought the trailer itself looked cool for what it was. It looked almost more Last of Us than it did Resident Evil. But again, where, what do we? Even, what does it even matter at this point? Right. This franchise is more damaged than uh, another franchise we're going to talk about in a few minutes. <laughs> so, like, like, what does it matter? What does another shitty live-action Resident Evil adaptation mean at this point? It means nothing. So my expectations are in the trash. And I hope to be pleasantly surprised. Obviously, we're going to review it on the show, so we'll see. Uh, I just come at it from a place of love for Resident Evil. Here's hoping. 
Mark, I know you never play the games, but you did watch the trailer, yeah. so did it pull you in? Are you ready to return to Raccoon City? All right, well, first thing, uh, eight times the charm, so, you know, they're going to get it right this time. <laughs> Just so you know, I couldn't Wikipedia fast enough to get the titles of the <laughs> animated movies either, so. Oh, then and that was my second point. I actually like the animated movies. Like, the animated Whoa. movies are, like, they're action-packed. And, you know, there's violence and there's blood and, you know, the characters are, you know, obviously they're cartoons or CG, whatever. But, you know, I can understand where I can understand the story motivations for these characters. I know. I think Leon is a badass in the last one. He's running around Washington, D.C. and shooting zombies. I thought that was a cool one. The third. Yes. As you mentioned, I don't play the video games at all. So, I, you know, they could get the police station right. That's perfect. It doesn't mean shit to me. I'm, you know. Talk to me like I've never heard of Resident Evil. So based on this trailer, I think it looks actually pretty cool. Like it visually looks pretty cool. Um, and because I don't have a story to connect to it, so I could be disappointed or cheer that they got it right. Uh, I'm going to be looking at this, you know, with a complete blank slate. And based on what I saw, it looks pretty dope. So uh, yeah, I'm down for it. I, I think this might actually, <laughs> knock on wood, this might actually be the good Resident Evil. Oh, Christ. Now you've cursed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to stay tuned for uh, a week after the premiere when I announce that they've canceled it after one season. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Netflix uh, will be dropping Resident Evil on July 14th. Stay tuned. All right. So then hot off the heels of the uh, Weird Al Yankovic uh, biopic, uh, we are getting a biopic on MC Hammer coming up. It's called Pray. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. It's not about MC Hammer. Uh, it's actually about <laughs> the Predator. Uh, we are getting a sequel. I'm sorry, not a sequel, a prequel to the hit Predator franchise. Um, I don't know if you remember. <laughs> I, say, I say hit with, uh, you know, air quotes. Again, this is another franchise that they've made multiple movies for. This one takes place way before the other ones it looks uh from what i can tell it looks like it's going to take place during the times of native americans so they will be fighting the predators at this one uh it's directed by dan trachtenberg who you may remember as the guy that directed 10 cloverfield lane uh which was a, a decent movie despite the the kind of tacked on cloverfield ending up until that point he looks like he was handling it pretty well but uh yeah another predator it, it can't be much worse than the last one uh joey how do you feel about prey not the MC Hammer story. Uh, first of all, I just want to put out there that So Wizard Podcast loves MC Hammer. He is a legendary artist that deserves all the money and accolades in the world. Please don't kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Do some Googling, my friends, and you'll see some insane videos. <laughs> Let me tell you, Mark, I know we're getting on a tangent, but have you seen these videos about MC Hammer? Uh, I've heard stories about MC Hammer. and There uh, is an interview with the guy from third base. Yeah. Uh, MC, MC search. search. Yeah. <laughs> where he talked trash about MC hammer and had to, he was so traumatized by like the blowback he got from hammer and his crew about it, that he's like still in therapy to this day. <laughs> 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 like, and it's not a joke. Like he looks scared to death when he's talking about it. So I just want to throw it out there. We love MC hammer. Of course. And we, that's, I, we love MC hammer. No, there's no doubt yeah. about that. Uh, seriously <laughs> anyway uh, i even loved his song from the adams family just saying um anyway uh predator 
prey. <laughs> I didn't even get, when they first announced it, I never even realized that that was, oh, it's predator and prey. I wow. get it now. <laughs> well, Man, it, it, this trailer looks cool. Um, I liked 10 Cloverfield Lane. I didn't love it. I mean, why would you open the door of your bomb shelter for a soft four? But you know. <laughs> I thought she was a soft six. Right? She went down oh, like sure. two steps. It's going down. It's going, she, go, she should be going up if we're the last people on earth. But um <laughs> she was yeah. she looked good in that movie too. I don't know how she went down. Yeah. Come on. I don't know. So I liked Tin Cloverfield Lane. Uh this trailer looks cool. I think it's amazing that despite like some bad movies, the Predator is still so iconic that just the the noises are enough to kind of get the juices flowing yep. <laughs> in the trailer and the little uh triangle uh line of sight thing. It it looks cool. It, are they gonna pull it off? I don't know. No. But I actually have to tell you, for this franchise, obviously the first one is a masterpiece. Uh, I like Predator 2. I don't know how you guys feel about Predator 2, but I like Predator 2. I don't like The Predator. I thought that movie was shit. But Predators was actually pretty good, too. It's not great, but it was pretty good. So if you could kind of back out the AVP stuff, the, it's not too bad a franchise, actually. <laughs> But I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, we'll do it on the show at some point. It might end up being Patreon just because of the way the schedule's shaking out in that month. It's really cramped. But uh, we're definitely going to check it out. Uh, I was going to check it out regardless. But it, it looks cool. It looks cool. Uh, the old school uh, Dark Horse comics where they would take the Predator and put them into weird things like the Predators in the Civil War. And now the Predators here. I have the- Predator versus uh, Batman. I think it's first, Batman. Yeah, the Alien first. versus Superman. The very first uh, Batman vs. Predator miniseries is legit, like, 10 out of 10 shit. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's that good. Um, but, yeah, there are a lot of cool, like, concepts in the comics and stuff. So to see them doing this, you know, it's a lower-budget movie. We're just going to plop the Predator into this thing and, and kind of see what happens. I, I'm excited. I want to check it out. So I don't know about you guys, but it looks cool to me. Yeah, that track record is a little dicey, man. I'm sorry. Uh, what? What? You didn't like Predators? It was okay. It had its moments. I wouldn't say it was good. Was it better than Alien 3, Alien 4, uh, <laughs> Prometheus, and Alien Covered and shit? All right, fine. When you put it that way, yeah, I guess, okay, it, I guess it is pretty good. But still, Alien, you know what, never mind. We're not even going to get into this. Aubrey, how do you feel It'll about- It'll be a rabbit hole. <laughs> Aubrey, how do you feel about Prey, the teaser? I don't know. It, it's a teaser, so- I try not to judge based on those because I feel like they don't really show too much mm-hmm. for me to be like, oh, that's going to be amazing. I only saw 40 seconds of this movie. So we'll see. I don't remember much of Predator, got to be honest. I'm going to have to watch it again because um, I haven't watched it in years. So I, don't, I can't talk about the history of Predator like Joey can. But and I mean, we'll see when an actual trailer comes out. For now, you just see, like, these girls running, and then there's dots on their head, and then the clicking. Right, right. Yeah, I would imagine it would be pretty tough to kind of have an idea of how this movie could play out if you don't remember how the original movie played out. So uh, I can I can definitely understand that. But yeah, once you re- you, you should definitely rewatch Predator. And that goes for everyone listening. Uh, if you haven't watched Predator in a while, definitely rewatch that movie. It's a classic. Uh, All I remember is uh, the... Hand clap, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's one part of it. There is an alien in the, in the movie too, Aubrey. Believe it or not, there's some yeah. some some gun battles and stuff. Um, 
I only remember that because me and Noah's dad do that to each other all the time. You son of a bitch. And then you clap hands and then you close up on your biceps. And then we wonder why Noah is the way he is. <laughs> so, you know, you don't have to really leave the house for this one. It is a, it's a Fox studio movie because Fox, uh, as we all know, was bought out by Disney. So Disney found a place for it. It's going to be on Hulu. It's going to be a Hulu original, air quotes. So, uh, yeah, we will be possibly talking about that one. Yeah, I'm being honest up front with you guys. August is getting crammed. They just moved Bullet Train into August, so the schedule is all discombobulated. Um, This will probably be a Patreon review, but we'll see. We'll see how the schedule shakes out. You never know. In the world of the pandemic, what's going to be moved forwards and backwards. I feel bad for Dan Trachtenberg, man. He every time he makes a movie, he gets shifted around somewhere. <laughs> it's like, can I just make one movie just hit theaters the way it's supposed to have been before? Poor no. <laughs> the answer is no. Shut up, Dan Trachtenberg. Uh, okay, so then in other uh, rumor mill news, and I would even be talking about this unless Joey had, uh, if Joey hadn't posted it. So uh, spoilers for Doctor Strange. If you haven't seen Doctor Strange, I'm gonna the new Doctor Strange movie. I'm gonna drop a little bit of a spoiler. So tune out for you know 15 seconds or so, 30 seconds. Actually, you know what? Never mind. Tune out for the next like 10 minutes. So there was a cameo in the second Doctor Strange movie. John Krasinski appeared as a version of Mister Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. Now we all know that Marvel plans on making a Fantastic Four movie. Uh, We also know the director left the project, uh, John Watts, who did the Spider-Man movies, uh, was set to join the official MCU, but he left the project due to creative differences. So now Fantastic Four is without a director. Uh, Based on rumor mill, and take this with a huge grain of salt, uh, everyone would assume that John Krasinski, because he is a big director, uh, thanks to A Quiet Place films, uh, will be directing it, but he is not. The rumor has it that Bryce Dallas Howard is in a running to direct the Fantastic Four movie and also star, possibly star as Sue Storm uh, with John Krasinski, executive producing and playing Reed Richards. So how do we feel about Miss Running in Hills herself, Bryce Dallas Howard, directing Fantastic Four? Let's go back to Aubrey. You know what? After the episodes of The Mandalorian that she directed, I'll let her direct Fantastic Four. And I will give it the benefit of the doubt that it will not suck. Because she she did a, a really good job with The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. So I, 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 I will give her the benefit of the doubt. I am super fucking excited about John Krasinski. I hope he is Reed Richard. If he is, I will not shit all over that movie. Nice. All right. All right, Joy, what about you? How do you feel about BDH as the director of Fantastic Four? Well, uh, let's be up front here. Aubrey's 100% right. Her episodes of Mandalorian were fantastic. Uh, all in. And the ones at Book of Boba Fett she did, I think it was just the episode that was basically another episode of The Mandalorian. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, it, they've all been great. So, I mean, in terms of technical work and being like, am I excited for somebody to take over the project? I, I, I would say so. Uh, I would like to see what she can do with a, a higher budget movie like this. And, and she's certainly proven her genre chops um, on a purely uh, misogynist level. Uh, I, I'm very excited for her to be in the movie, uh, preferably in all blue spandex. Um <laughs> And with the blonde hair back from Spider-Man 3, right. um, we all remember uh, what Miss um, Incredible looked like um, in the Pixar movie. This right. could be our chance at real life. 
Yes. <laughs> All in. Uh, yeah, I will 100% agree with both of you. Her directing skills with those Mandalorian episodes and uh, Book of Boba Fett episodes were like top tier. You're like you get to the end of the episode, and you're like, who the hell directed this? It's freaking Ron Howard's daughter, man. She definitely knows what she's doing. Of course, those shows are so good. You want her to have a Star Wars? Like, please give her a Star Wars. Uh, but if Fantastic Four is, you know, if that's more her speed, if they offer that to her, I would be super ecstatic to see her direct that because she is fucking talented. Just chip off the old block. So, uh, yeah, I'll be ready for that. Um, again. And, and she's hot. <laughs> and she's hot. And we'll get we'll get plenty of that in uh, the new Jurassic World that's coming out soon. But, yeah, I, I, I would be excited for this. Again, take this with a huge grain of salt. This is something that Joey found. So... <laughs> We all know how I mean, <laughs> we we know how Joey likes to uh you know the areas that Joey likes to visit on the internet. So he's usually I'm saying <laughs> Go it ahead. was a four chan rumor. So <laughs> you know that those are those are hit or miss. But when they hit, they hit. I mean, us with rumors about Fantastic Four from four chan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we got a history here. We got a history. Exactly. That was the it's other. A, it's a better track record than than Resident Evil movies. <laughs> 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 yes that's true that's very true um and that's the other reason why i brought it up again us doing a fantastic four rumors have uh has been something on the show so why the hell not all right so uh yeah that's it that's all i got for the news all right we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back we're gonna talk all about moon Knight. This summer, Plastic City Comic Con is back and better than ever. Meet some of your favorite comic artists, writers, and crafters, and visit over 150 vendors of comics, toys, cards, anime, and video games from all over New England and beyond. Saturday, July 16th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Wallace Civic Center in Fitchburg, Mass. Admission is only $10. And as always, kids 12 and under are free. Visit us at PlasticCityComicCon.com for more information, and we'll see you at Plastic City. And we are back. All right, guys. Before we jump into our review of Moon Knight, uh, if you're listening to this as it drops, the live stream for the Cure event is coming up uh, this weekend, the 20th and the 21st and the 22nd uh, on Twitch. Uh, it's a li- long time running event where we try to raise money for cancer. A whole bunch of uh, content creators come together. We do stuff live on Twitch uh, and people can donate. Uh, we've been a part of it for a couple of years now. And this year they're going for $20,000 to raise for fighting cancer. Uh, we are going to be on May 21st from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern time. We will be live on Twitch. Uh, Mark and Aubrey and Adam and myself all on camera. <laughs> So not Mark hiding off to the side with a cardboard picture in the air. Mark on camera. Aubrey on camera. And we'll be playing uh, The Price of Tomatoes, which you may know from Fans on Patrol. I will be the host, and I will throw out the title of a movie. The three of them have to guess its Rotten Tomatoes score. And the person who gets the closest without going over is right. Uh, The other two people will have to drink. Yep. Uh, You guys will be drinking alcoholic beverages, correct? Yes. Yeah. We're expecting Aubrey to be under the table within five minutes. Um, I know, I'm going to lose. So I don't drink uh, alcohol. So for me, what's going to happen is if you want me to drink something, 
uh, you have to donate. So any donation will make me drink. I have uh, Mountain Dew Flaming Cheetos flavor. Oh, God. Uh, just looking at the bottle makes me want to vomit. So your way to punish me <laughs> is to, to donate. And then any donation over $10 will make all of us drink. So we'll be playing the game. People are going to be getting ripped. I'm going to be uh, drinking disgusting Mountain Dew, trying not to puke. And we're going to have a lot of fun. So come check us out on the live stream for The Cure, yeah. May 21st, 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be really funny during the show when it's like, oh, we got another donation from someone named Marky Mark <laughs> and wanting Joey to drink. <laughs> it has to be under $10, though. So. so then we all don't have to drink. That's right. $9.99 over and over again. Exactly. So we, we set a goal to try to raise $200 during our hour. So if you're able to and you want to jump in and watch and help, it would be greatly appreciated. Please don't feel shamed. Uh, donation size, a uh, dollar. It helps <laughs> every yes. cent. A dollar helps. makes Joey drink and not me, Mark and Adam. That's right. A dollar makes me holler. So <laughs> you know, I just want to throw that out there. You know, we're going to be doing this coming up this weekend as this is being recorded. So if you're able to come on and check it out, and you can find more info at livestreamforthecure.com. All right, now we're going to jump into our review of Moon Knight from Marvel Studios, a Disney Plus. Aubrey Litchfield, please tell us what Moon Knight is all about. Okay. Stephen Grant and mercenary Mark Spector investigate the mysteries of the Egyptian gods from inside the same body. All right. Uh, we all had a chance to watch it. We're going to go non-spoiler to start. So if you haven't finished it, you'll at least get our impressions. And then Mark Ellis will drop the drop delineating spoilers so you'll know if you need to bounce. To start, Aubrey, did you binge the show or did you watch it weekly? I binged it. And I, I was asked every week from people if I had watched it yet. And I said, no, I am not a lady that can sit there and watch a show each week. I need to watch it all in one sitting or it's not happening. <laughs> what did you think of the show? Non-spoiler. I think it is a great story as a comic, but... I think the execution was a little off on the show. I think it's too complex of a story and they didn't quite do a good job in the show. Okay. All right. Mark Ellis Reagans. How about you? Uh, yeah, this was a, it's a tough one to wrap your head around because in, on one hand it's a traditional Marvel origin story, but on the other hand, it's a TV show. So it's kind of, it plays out a little bit differently than say, you know, the first Doctor Strange movie or, you know, the first Ant-Man movie. So I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I did enjoy aspects of it. Um, and I did watch it weekly. Uh, I didn't binge it. And I think that might have, it might have helped if I had binged it, I think. So I definitely will go back and rewatch it. But for my first viewing, first time around, I think it was okay. Okay. Um, so I did not watch it weekly. Usually we watch these weekly as a family. Uh, just in the last, I want to say, four or five weeks, just shit's been crazy. between Everybody's schedule, and then my wife was sick for a week, and then uh, my son's birthday, and just nonstop like, going, stuff going on that like we weren't able to really just get together all at for an hour <laughs> and watch a TV show. So we all watched the first episode together, and then we ended up pounding out uh, two, three, and four, and then yesterday we watched five and six. So... 
we, we kind of binged it. Um, I'm going to agree with you guys. I liked it, but I didn't love it. It's got some issues, and I, it's hard to get into those issues without getting into spoilers. But it's got a lot of stuff I liked. I liked Oscar Isaac quite a bit in it. There's some really cool stuff, especially towards the end of the season. But it felt really uneven, and I can't really say I loved it. So it does sound like we're all kind of thumbs in the middle-y on this one. Uh, the only way to really talk about it, though, is to spoil it. So, of course, Marcellus, please drop that drop and let us spoil Moon Knight. What's the spoiler? Here's the spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) All right. So now we're going to go into things we liked. So, Marcellus Reagans, let's start with the positive. What were some things you liked about this series? Yeah, I thought Oscar Isaac was amazing. Uh, I thought his performance was so good. I enjoyed his performance as uh, Stephen Grant uh, more, I think, than I did of his uh, performance of, of Mark Spector. But I thought that, you know, the whole basis of my enjoyment for those first few episodes was all on him, uh, what he was doing, because the story just wasn't really happening for me in the beginning. But I did like him. Uh, I liked uh, Layla. I thought she was a very interesting character, and I was waiting for more to kind of come out from her. But just as a as a, a character point, as someone that we can kind of view the story through. I thought she was actually really cool. Uh, I thought Ethan Hawke was really good, too. Um, again, I don't think they they gave him a lot of stuff to do for dialogue, but they didn't really give his character a lot of stuff to do. At least it felt that way to me. But I did like his performance. I love the way that he looked like Stan Lee in the, uh, in the uh, hospital, when he did all of the hospital scenes. I thought that was actually pretty funny. There's a, there's a thing that they do where the camera will, like kind of black out like it is like stutter black out and then when it cuts back in when it fades back in you're in a different scene like a big chunk of the story happened and you have no idea what happened to kind of throw you off that i loved i love that aspect whenever they did that i'm like oh i i'm interested and i want to know where are we going to wake up so that aspect i thought was really cool i was hoping there would be a little bit more that we would wake up and find ourselves in like a really ridiculous position uh but that i don't think that ever happened and I, I like the look of the costume. I don't think I don't think he was I don't think he got to be quote unquote Moon Knight enough. But I like that they were able to take the comic book and bring it into into a live action without it looking super super stupid. So uh, I give him thumbs up for that. That's about it. All right, those are some interesting things to take away from it. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, what about you? Some things you liked about the show. Um, so I did like Oscar Isaac. I think there was parts where I was a little thrown off by him. Um, and I, I really wanted to like this show for him because I really would enjoy seeing Moon Knight and Oscar Isaac in the Marvel Cinematic Universe more often. I liked Layla. Um, I don't know how to say her real last name. I know her name's May, but I don't, I don't know how to say her last name. Um, I thought that she was fantastic. I liked how they brought in the the Scarlet Scarab. It's a little bit weird that they, um, I mean, it's not weird. I It's Marvel and they're trying to be all inclusive. So they made the Scarlet Scarab a, a female. But the the story as a whole is, is, is really interesting. Moon Knight as a character is really interesting. I do like how he um, has dissociative identity disorder and it, it's 
bunch of different characters. I do like that you get to see kind of his childhood too and how he developed that disorder um, because it is kind of a, a rare disorder and a lot of it is from dissociative behavior. So it's kind of cool to see that. Um, I, did, I did like the costume. There was parts of it where it looked overly CG'd. And I don't, I don't even know if it was, but it just looked really fake in some scenes. Um, I really liked the Scarlet Scarab's costume. That was fucking sweet. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the psychological aspect of everything. I do like that type of genre. So that voted well with me. All right. Well, I mean, what did I like about it? Uh, I'm going to echo what you guys said. Oscar Isaac is fantastic in the show. Um, he's an awesome actor. A great job. Um, I really liked both of the stories, both characters. So both aspects of them had their own interesting story. It almost felt like you weren't cheering for one over the other. I actually liked both of them equally. Um, I liked the uh, Moon Knight costume more or less, Aubrey, but I get what you're saying. It did look uh, CGE, not the Mr. Knight costume. I think the Mr. Knight costume looked a lot better, maybe because that's an easier thing to put on somebody in a practical sense. Um, it's just a suit and a mask. As opposed to, you know, hood and a giant cape and blah, blah, blah. I loved um, Khonshu. I kind of liked Khonshu a lot in this. He was kind of a dick. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed that he was a jerk. I liked that. No, I um, enjoyed right. that, too. He, he walked in and he was like, I kind of like this show. <laughs> he was calling him idiots. Yeah, Scarlet Scarab, uh, really cool. I liked that character um, a lot. I liked her a lot throughout the whole se- season. And then when she got her quote-unquote powers, I thought that they were really cool. Done. I loved the last two episodes to me were the best two episodes. Um, I loved the episode w- going through Mark and Steven's like, early life with yeah. his little brother and his mom being an absolute <laughs> horrible person and, and, and seeing how that affected him. And then turning around and then the last episode is just all action. And I really liked that um, action sequence where him and Scarlet Scarab are fighting the guys and Ethan Hawke. Um, and I loved the way they would turn from Mr. Knight into Moon Knight and back and do different things. That was a great fucking action scene. <laughs> that was probably one of the best on Disney Plus series yeah. uh, so far. I, I don't know how you guys felt about that. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely better than the uh, Sharon Carter scenes from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oof. That poor show. (laughs) But, I mean, I really did enjoy a a lot of this. I liked when they met the hippo god and she was just like some chill like chick. Like, hey, what's going on? How you guys doing? (laughs) I really liked that. A lot of the aspects of the show are really cool. And we'll we'll get into it and things we didn't like. But, (laughs) Markellis, what about things you didn't like? Uh, As I mentioned before, you know, this is the first Marvel hero's journey story that we had you know the other tv shows that they've done are characters that we are familiar with this is starting from scratch um and it didn't feel like a hero's journey you know what i mean like i didn't when i got to the end of the show i did not feel the need to run out and get more moon knight comic books or read a moon knight comic book like i feel like i don't really understand the character i understand mark and steven i get them and it kind of felt like this was more of a like a team up movie, even though it's only one character. Uh, so I, I don't, I didn't feel that like, oh man, I see why they made a, a Moon Knight TV show. I would love to read a book. I didn't get that at all. And you know, it's designed to be like a TV show. And I, and I get that. I think Marvel is still trying to figure out the best way to do that. And you know, it's a, it's a good attempt, but it just doesn't, 
don't know. It just didn't feel like a, a Marvel origin story like the other ones did. And that's kind of what I'm looking for. I want to be able to feel like I'm ready for the next Moon Knight adventure. Um, and I, I just didn't feel that way. All right. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, what about you? Um, so this story is tough because it it's a very complex story. And I feel like they try to shove so much origin story into six episodes that a lot of it got muddled and uh, just, just was unappealing by the end of it. Like the psychological aspects of everything could have been much more. Because because that's who Moon Knight is. I mean, he has dissociative identity disorder. He's addicted to uh, painkillers and and all of that stuff. But that was just kind. Of, it was it was like muddled under the story of him trying to um, make sure Ethan Hawke doesn't release the the other goddess and um, then he's also like with his wife who just kind of like gives up on the fact that he just all of a sudden appears as some different dude and somehow they've been married and she's and she's never witnessed that before you know and it's so like their backstory is very choppy and their relationship is very choppy. And so by the end of it, when they team up as Scarlet Scarab and Moon Knight, you don't really care too much. Like, yeah, she looks fucking awesome. But I think it would have made more of an impact like it did in Ant and Wasp if there was more of that relationship building between them. But it was so muddled by this backstory of his that it it's just all it didn't flush well. Um, so I had a big issue with that. Uh, Ethan Hawke, and I don't know when he decided to make his comeback into cinema because it, it seems like he's in everything now. <laughs> and it's just kind of weird to see him. It's like he's been gone for so many years. And you're like, hey, man, what have you been up to? You look kind of rough. He's been so, yeah, in I stuff, mean, just not stuff you watched. Probably, yeah. It seems like he's been gone for so long. And he, he was just in, decided uh, what, to come Father back. Stew you know, or something? Everything. I don't fucking watch that. What was that movie where he's a priest, Mark? Father Stew? Was no, that it was it? a TV show. It was like the, the Blackbird Hand or something like that. Uh, it was like a, yeah, like a, a black priest. phone. <laughs> that's, no, that's, a, that's his next project. <laughs> oh. Sorry, that, that show only lasted one season and they canceled it, which uh, freed him up for Moon Knight, luckily. Oh, there you go. It seems like he's in everything now. And, um, so it's, it's weird. And, but I don't know, everything didn't feel fleshed out. It just kind of, it was very choppy and it could have been done a lot better. And I mean, they only had six episodes, so I'll give them that, but still it just, I could see it being dropped because of that. And that kind of makes me sad because I feel like it wasn't given a fair shot. Okay. Um, I can tell you for me, I, I got a lot more uh, dislikes and likes. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Wow. I forgot to mention uh, in the likes that I did like Ethan Hawke quite a bit in this. I think he's a great actor. Uh, he didn't have a lot to do, but it seemed like he was trying. <laughs> I, I agree with Mark. I liked him as the uh, psychologist. It looked like Stan Lee quite a bit. So um, dislikes. So uh, right off the bat, man, uh, I, I don't know what is going on with these Marvel shows. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with these Marvel shows. WandaVision, I thought, was really strong um, week to week. 
but they're insistent on releasing them weekly, but they aren't structuring them to be watched that way. So this plays way better as a binge than it does waiting a week in between episodes. But so why are we releasing it weekly then? If you're insistent on releasing these series weekly, why are you not structuring them better so there's more of a hook every week? Like I know it's not sp- it's supposed to be a six-hour movie and not a television show, but you're making it a television show, and it's a weekly television show. Like After the first episode, I mean, it was cool, but you know, I wasn't like hooked. I wasn't frothing at the mouth for next week. And then, you know, a couple of these, we watched them back to back. So it was a little better, but I I couldn't imagine waiting seven days in between these. There just wasn't really much of a oomph there for it. Um, By the time it finally gets going around episode five, um, the stuff when they were on the boat in the sand. And um, obviously we talked about the fight scene and the stuff going on in the, in the last episode. That stuff was great. I, I, where, I went six hours of that. Where was that for six hours? Um, I'm not going to shit all over them um, having a female representation, but the, the creator to just go out in social media and, and jerk themselves off about how important it is for young women, young girls to see uh, this character. Like what young girls, what young kids just sat through five and a half episodes of <laughs> Oscar Isaac's psychological drama to get to the five minutes of action at the end. Like, who is your audience? What is happening here? I have zero issue with the character. I loved him. I'm just, that was just such a weird dichotomy where this guy jerking himself off all over uh, social media about representation for little girls to see. And what little girl is watching this fucking show? It's, it's, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't feel like it works. It doesn't feel like it works week to week like that. I just, I don't understand what they're doing. And it seems like we keep talking about this over and over again, whether it was um, Falcon winter soldier, even Loki a little bit. Hawkeye definitely does not work very well week to week, but it works great as a binge Uh, book of Boba Fett. Same way as a week to week. It was brutal. I can't, I guess it probably plays a lot better binged, but I didn't watch it that way. Um, it, I don't know. How, how do you guys feel about that? Do you guys agree? Disagree? You know, I, I've binged everything. So I think I have a different perspective. I, the only thing I watched week to week was WandaVision and that worked a little bit better week to week because it was a different sitcom era each time. But I, it was also like, only a half an hour each episode and it had, it had a mystery box element to it. <laughs> Right. So had I watched any of those shows week to week, I would have fallen off after episode one or two because I just wouldn't have made it. I mean, especially Book of Boba Fett. It it was like pulling teeth to get me to get to the end of that. And then it was fantastic at the end, just like Moon Knight beginning. I I would have fallen off had I watched it week to week. Yeah, I'm going to slightly disagree with you, Joey, regarding the way that they structure the shows. They do structure them like TV shows. They they just aren't good at it. Some shows are really, you know, they have showrunners and they're really able to figure out how the story, how to break the story so that when you get to the end of the episode, people are ready to come back. And they are doing that to to a certain extent. Like ending the show with a hippopotamus going hi and them like freaking out. Like that was funny. You know, and it it doesn't make your heart drop and go, holy shit, I can't wait till next week. But you it they figured out how to break that episode so that, you know, you wanted to know what was up with that hippo. Yeah, so, that was probably the best episode hook that they had across six. Yes, agreed, agreed. So they know how to do it. They were just not very good at it. And again, maybe that's just who they're hiring. They're hiring different people who aren't necessarily traditionally TV show 
people, unlike the guy that did um the guy that did WandaVision. He's a TV show guy through and through. Um, so I I don't know. It it it's they're still trying to figure it out. I believe, but I, mm-hmm. I I'm going to disagree a little bit. I think they are breaking it like a TV show. They just haven't figured out a way to structure it correctly so that it it hooks you. Right, and and, and don't get it wrong. I'm not shitting on it 100 percent because of that, but it's just the release the way they release it so if it's gonna be weekly i feel like they should do what we're talking about where you're hooked to jump into next week like i can't wait for next week whereas that's just i just don't feel like i'm getting that now if this all dropped in one day and you could bang it out in like 12 hours we i might have a completely different opinion of it i think the way reason wandavision works so well like i was saying aubrey is that not only was it half an hour but they also had that mystery element to it so the week in between you're on reddit you're on 4chan (laughs) wherever and you're discussing theories and what could happen and blah 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 and red herrings and oh this this thing was in black and white everything else was in color blah blah, like going wild with these theories um you didn't have that for this so the really the hook was it was kind of boring and uh hopefully it gets better (laughs) (laughs) that that was the hook of it okay um that's the hook for all of our shows actually how do you say it (laughs) yeah it almost feels like it too um you know, I did. I liked Loki a lot. I liked Hawkeye. I liked the shows a lot. Um, but just they, I like them mostly at the end when it's all wrapped up in a bow. It's not. Most of them have not been awesome week to week. Like I said, I thought WandaVision week to week was great. Everything else has been kind of like get to the end, and you're like, all right, I really liked that. You know, um, I don't feel that way about this one because the stuff at the last two episodes, them fighting on the boat in the sand uh, sea, and then the battle with uh, Emmett and. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas and uh, Ethan Hawke. I thought those were awesome sequences. It just kind of made me feel like, why, why couldn't the rest of the show have been like this? You know, I just, my, my worry with these is, is now like, I feel like almost Marvel's like almost lost their way. Like they have this hubris now of like, we're this invincible brand. We can do anything we want. We can make Eternals. We can make, you know, other nonsense or different hard to watch stuff or, you know, we're going to challenge the audience and like maybe the audience doesn't want that. You know, maybe I like like jokes and quips and fun action movie. <laughs> like maybe that's what I want. After all, I know that there's a big uh, to do online about, you know, the Marvel cookie cutter, blah, blah, blah. Right. But you know what? I, maybe I like that. <laughs> Maybe that's what I want when I turn on a Marvel thing. I don't want to be uh, intellectually challenged. I can watch something else for that. So, well, that's the I don't know. That's the thing with these movies that they give you what you don't think you want. So they have to try. You know, they may not have mastered it yet, but they're definitely going to keep experimenting until they do that one thing that everyone's amazed by. Yeah, and and this isn't a bad show. Like, don't get it wrong. We're not talking about like fucking Halo the series or something here. I mean, there's good stuff here, and I think on a binge, it's even better. Uh, Oscar Isaac, great performance. Uh, the action sequences, when they actually happen, are good. And I'll agree with you, Mark. I really did like that trope of he would have a an, an event, and a dissociative identity disorder event, and then wake up and the and you missed as the audience, you missed the action scene. Um, so it kind of put you in his shoes. I thought that was great, but I don't know, man. It just felt like it was missing something the whole time. And then it finally got it in the last like episode and a half. And then it made it even worse. Cause it's like, where was this the rest of the show? So, but that's it. That's about all I didn't like about it. So. All right. Well, there was an after credit scene. So Marcellus Reagan's, what'd you think of the after credit scene? Uh, I think that was just for fans of the comic books, just like uh, the after credit scene for Dr. Strange. You know, just if you read the comic books, if you know, what these characters are good for you. For me, I'm like, okay, and 
<laughs> so Oscar Isaac gets to do another accent. Good for him. <laughs> he's like an old limey guy from. <laughs> he's got like the hat on. Maybe he's just a big His Scott accent fan. Um, annoyed me. <laughs> Did you care about the after credit scene, Aubrey? It was okay. I mean, it it wasn't like oh my god, it's meltingly awesome, but it. I mean, it's yeah. it's okay. Yeah, I'm interested to see where they take it from here. Um, you know, we got our third and final Mark Spector Moon Knight uh, identity, so it's interesting to see where we go from here. But again, much like the rest of the series, I'm not like running through a brick wall over it. But we got to score it. We got to rate it. Uh, zero to five. Five being the best. Zero being the worst. Moon Knight, MCU, Disney Plus, Marcellus Reagans. What is your score? And would you watch season two? Well, I, I'm going to have to rewatch season one <laughs> again uh, <laughs> just to make sure. Uh, but as a, as it stands right now, I'm going to give it a three out of five. Uh, I'll definitely watch uh, season two. I mean, as an MCU property, I, I think I have to. I think I'm, I think I'm obligated to watch it. Yeah, just so I can find out who the hell this Jake character was. So, uh, yeah, I'll watch season two. Aubrey Litchfield. Um, I'm going to give it a 2.5. I was back and forth between a 2.5 and a 3, and I'd maybe a 2.75, because I'm, I'm really torn in between. Um, I will watch season two, because I'm hoping that maybe this was just an origin story, and that's why it didn't hit as as much as I would like it to and I'm hoping season two will come and it'll be like all right this is this was what I was waiting for all right I will give it a three out of five I think I'm at a three um the things I liked I liked a lot the things I didn't like they kind of just are there throughout all six episodes and they never really go away so unfortunately I just I can't push it up any higher than that three out of five for me um, of course, I'll watch a season two. Uh, I'll probably have to for the podcast anyway, but um, I, I would definitely check out a season two. My like much like you, Aubrey, my hope is that we've gotten a lot of this stuff out of the way and we can head more into a more traditional like action adventure series as as opposed to whatever we just watched for um, four and a half episodes. So, uh, yeah, I'll check out season two, but I'm not exactly like jumping off a building over it. So that's it. That is our review of Moon Knight. Let us know what you thought. Slide into these DMs on social media or hit us up. Let us know if we got it right or we got it wrong. But now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. And we are going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? I recommend that no one watch a senior year on Netflix. <laughs> it is a movie with Rebel Wilson and it is fucking deplorable. It is fucking awful. So it's probably going to be my worst movie of the year because it is so fucking bad. Oh, now I got to watch it. Wow. Yeah. It's like like Rebel Wilson is in a coma for uh, how many fucking years? 19 years. She's like in a coma for 19, 20 years. And she wakes up and she's all ready to go back to high school. And so she does become prom queen. And it's like this fucking awful, awful movie. It's like she lost all this weight and decided that she was going to live the high school dream that she never lived in high school or something. That is the impression I get from this movie. She was like, you know what? Now I've lost all this weight. Now I want to do a movie where I'm back in high school so I can live out all my dreams and it's just it's bad it is a bad fucking movie wow all right well uh, i hate to say it but i, I kind of need to check it out now <laughs> <laughs> add it to the list 
Uh, it's I know, and then you guys will have to let me know how it is because I I thought it was awful. <sighs> Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Uh, I was just kidding. Do not add that movie to the list. <laughs> uh, I will recommend the. I know we just finished reviewing Moon Knight, uh, but I'm always fascinated by the behind the scenes uh, documentaries that comes out after these shows uh, drop. So the making of Moon Knight is dropping on. May 25th on Disney Plus. So that's going to be my recommendation because I definitely want to see uh, all of the training that went into it, the special effects that went into it, um, how they came up with the story and, you know, just a just a, a, a more in-depth look of what was behind it. I think that actually might temper my uh, my rating a little bit. I think that might change it. So uh, that's my recommendation. Next week, check out the making of Moon Knight on Disney Plus. All right. Well, I will suggest that, uh, first of all, my neighbor go fuck themselves for driving around on a fucking motocross bike all over the fucking neighborhood right now. It's 730 at night. People are trying to sleep or record podcasts. Cut the shit. Frustrating. Anyway, uh, that put aside, I will suggest you go to SoIsYourPodcast.com where you find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Tons of extra content and links to it all on SoIsYourPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com backslash Podcast. There are hours of free exclusive content there. I have been dropping comic book reviews every week. Adam's been doing movie reviews, interviews, early reviews of stuff. Just out of control. Tons of content. So check it out. You want to support the show monetarily and get some more content, you can jump on to Patreon at patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast. Uh, small donation. We have one and three dollar tiers. Get yourself some extra content for your eyes and ears. Uh, this month is the only place to hear our review of the true superior 80s fighter jet movie, Iron Eagle. No, but not Iron Eagle two, three or four. No comment. <laughs> and more so jump on there and check it out uh i will suggest that you jump on to disney plus uh again you just watch moon Knight on there jump on there again coming up in the next couple days uh and in between hanging out on live stream for the cure with us and donating money to make me drink disgusting mountain dew uh watch rescue rangers <laughs> the new live action rescue rangers because that my friends is what we will be reviewing next week on the podcast <laughs> But that's going to do it. Episode 406 is in the books. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds. Long may she reign, Aubrey Litchfield. Uh, I wish that my scales were not balanced. <laughs> so you don't have to watch Rescue Rangers? Yes. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, everybody have yourself a good week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. Good journey. <laughs>